We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How we doing? It is Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We're a little bit earlier than usual tonight, an hour earlier, as a matter of fact. Tried to give you some advance notice yesterday. Glad to have you with us if you're watching live. As Lance says, it is a rolling feast right from one show to the next. And I just saw that Brian just wrapped up his show. We're on early because we've got Notre Dame football practice to go watch at 7 tonight. So our goal is to get this wrapped up in an hour so that I can... uh, Get some of the podcast edited and ready to go on uh, the podcast platforms and all that kind of good stuff. And then go watch a couple hours of Notre Dame football practice over at uh, the field. Jesse used to roam as the middle linebacker for the John Adams Eagles. We're going to TCU school field tonight to watch uh, the Fighting Irish practice. I think that's a pretty cool concept. I I think that would uh, I'm kind of jealous that you're getting to do that. Um, school field actually is better off. I wish they never, I wish they made the improvements, but I wish they never took, um, the grass out their artificial turf. Now it was like my favorite part about school field. It was like grass really? you, you sleep on. It was you like so that high grass over there, huh? Yeah. Like that was just, I know it's like not ideal for, you know, speed and stuff like that, it, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, to me, I loved it. And um, again, the new facilities look really nice, you know, the, the artificial turf and everything, but that was, that was like, uh, I don't know. I just remember all those games on there being the nice grass that it was, but super jealous. You guys get to go over there. It should be fun tonight. It should be a really nice evening too. It looks like. Yeah. It's uh, kind of cooling off a little bit of breeze outside. It was clouding up, hopefully no rain or anything. I haven't checked the forecast. I've been buzzing around all day today let's just jump right into it because we do want to try to wrap this up by six so we've got some quarterback talk no small talk today let's go (laughs) that's right that's right i didn't even see salty put me on the clock i don't know if salty is here yet today but uh the quarterback situation for the fighting average obviously a lot different now than it's been the last couple of years because 
Like last year, you had Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine battling for the starting job. Two years ago, it was Jack Cohn and Buckner battling for that job. There is no battle. Now, it is Sam Hartman. It is his job. We know that. Uh, you know, how long a quarterback competition for QB1 would have lasted had Tyler Buckner stayed? Who knows? Who knows? The last two lasted about a week. I, I would have to think that it it probably would have took about the same amount of time. But we're going to talk a lot about Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie battling for the uh, the backup job for Hartman. But just for starters, Jess, when was the last time you felt this good about Notre Dame at quarterback heading into a season? So I had to pull up the all-time kind of, you know, one-two punch of Notre Dame's starting quarterbacks. Um, and you mentioned it, Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine were the guys last year. Before that, um, it was Jack Cohen and uh, Tyler Buckner. And then before that, it was, you know, the, the charge was mainly led, led by Ian Book. Um, and then back, I, I went all the way back to about 2015, um, and that was Deshaun Kaiser's and Malik Zaire's uh, one-two punch at quarterback. I felt good about that, um, but there were still a lot of question marks at the time with Deshaun Kaiser because he was so young. Everyone knew that there was a lot of talent and he had the big arm and everything like that, but how would that translate into the game? So I, I actually feel better about, you know, Sam Hartman in that, in this instance, um, but I guess I would, you could say I feel not as good about the backup situation when comparing like Malik Zaire, um, well, and either Steve Angeli and, and Kenny Minchie. Right. And, you know, it was 2015. Zaire started off as the starter and Kaiser, of course, ends up being the starter because of Malik's injury. And then 2016. OK, Deshaun Kaiser has a great year in 2015. He's going to be the starter going into the next season. Right. Well, not so fast because Brian Kelly promised Malik Zaire. And now all of a sudden they try the two quarterback thing. And of course, that season turned into a disaster. And I was feeling pretty good. Until Brian Kelly, literally before media day, when the two quarterbacks came out to talk to the media, Brian Kelly dropped this announcement that he was going to go with both of them and see what they were going to do. And from that point, did not feel very good about it. So I guess I, I really have to go all the way back to Brady Quinn from 05 to 06, you know, to feeling as good as I do, you know, like obviously Jimmy Clausen was a good, yeah, Jimmy Clausen was my ultimate answer, but like, to me, I still like, there was just enough doubt. I think maybe just because there was so much else going on with the rest of the team that maybe it kind of overshadowed what you got with Clausen. So I still go back Quinn going from Oh five to Oh six. That's, that's the lat like, and that's been what 17 years. So it's been a while since I felt as good about, you know, the QB situation as I do with this one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The quarterback coach, Gino Gadulli, said this week that Hartman's won over the locker room, you know, with his summer work and workouts on campus and all that kind of stuff. How important do you think that is? Um, you know, I, I think that uh, that is something um, that is very important. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question one more time? How important is it that Sam Hartman I, – I think I kind of sprung this on you. How important is it that Hartman has won over the locker room in terms of, you know, the work that he put – you know, he was talking about, the you know, the, the summer workouts that he put in, and he won this award like Matt Bayless announced this award. The whole room erupted when Sam Hartman won it. You know, you've obviously got a, a graduate transfer. He's got all this, this experience, but it's five years – at a different school. They got to experience a little bit of him in the spring, but during that spring, he was uh, he was battling with Tyler Buckner, the guy who was already had already been here for a couple of years for the starting job. So that just in itself, you know, one, he's trying to kind of, you know, make some friends and and at the same time, he's battling with the guy who uh you know, is friends with a lot of guys, but then Tyler Buckner leaves, you don't have to worry about that situation anymore. I just, I think it's huge because it's the quarterback. The quarterback is a leadership position as it is like Sam Hartman could have sort of viewed this as a, well, you know, I'm a one and done guy. I'm, I'm your rental. I'm your big free agent. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my thing. You guys take care of yourselves, but it sounds like he has really invested himself into working just as hard as anyone else, which is obviously very important. And, you know, putting the, the work in, and investing himself in the team. So I think it's, I think it's huge. Yeah. So I, I think the most important part that comes off of that is Sam Hartman's not just bought into himself. He's bought into the entire process um, and is in, in the environment around them, meaning, you know, the, the program, the entire program at Notre Dame, it's not just, you know, what can Notre Dame do for Sam Hartman? It's what can Sam Hartman do for Notre Dame in return? And so I think, it's it's a good showing that both of those things are kind of working in harmony. Everyone's kind of, you know, working for each other. And I think that, um, yeah, it, it shows a tremendous amount of leadership as well to be the guy that can command the room after just being here for only, you know, six months or, or whatever it is since he transferred. Like, it, it's a it's a big um, credit to him at the end of the day. So the backup position, again, Hartman's got the job. The only competition this year is for who's going to be the number two. And I asked Gino Gadulli 
about the extra reps that Steve Angeli has been getting in camp as a result of the fact that Buckner transferred to Alabama. And really, Kenny Minchie has been getting extra reps as well because Buckner's still here. Minchie's the number four guy. It's like you'd like, you know, you'd, you'd love to have four scholarship quarterbacks, but in terms of, a, of the development, Minchie now gets a lot more reps <clears throat> as well. So here's what Gadouli said when I asked him about Angeli getting more reps. He says, him and Kenny are getting an unbelievable opportunity with us having just three scholarship guys in fall camp, like invaluable experience for those guys just to be able to get in there, get all the reps that they're getting right now, be able to put them in situations where they've got to do things versus live bullets and make decisions happy with his progress. And by his, of course, he's talking about Angeli. So how much do you think these two guys are benefiting, you know, again, from the fact that there is no number four scholarship quarterback right now. It is Hartman, Angeli, and Minchie in camp. Yeah, so I, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for both Angeli and Minchie, but I think it's even more of an opportunity for someone like Minchie being so young and getting all of these invaluable reps because most often the not uh, the, the guy that is, you know, the freshman quarterback is probably going to be the scout team quarterback right. or in practice or – Really, realistically, again, just some sort of practice quarterback. Like you don't see, and this generally goes for a lot of positions, right? But even more so at the quarterback position, just because of how you know how complex it is. Um, so someone like Menchie with this opportunity of being so young, and then knowing you know what's happening next year with CJ Carr coming in, and then the potential of you know and Jelly and him competing for a spot um, with Carr, and then there's also you know the potential that they go into the quarter or sorry back to the portal again. Uh, if they want to gain some sort of experience. So, you know, Minchie, Minchie has to take, I think, full advantage of this opportunity, getting getting the opportunity to run, uh, you know, with with a lot of basically the starters or personnel packaging that in, involve the starters. It, it gives you almost game-like experience. Um, and I think it's really going to give him a leg up in his career, honestly. It's just a tremendous opportunity to be in the shuffle this this early on in his career and the opportunity to learn from someone like Sam Hartman too at the end of the day right like he's yeah. in the same quarterback room he's within the same like they're taking the same reps they're giving each other feedback like it's just this it has to be a dream for some for someone like Kenny Minchie yeah, and again if Tyler Buckner is here and that bumps Angeli down to three and Minchie is number four none of neither one of those guys are getting the kind of reps they're getting right now especially more meaningful reps anytime they, you know, break up and scrimmage or whatever, it would be Hartman and Buckner in there. And then maybe Angeli gets like five or six live snaps. And then at, at most, you know, Minchie is going to get, you know, three, four, five snaps. But, you know, again, everything is bumped up a step because of the fact that you have no fourth scholarship guy. You've got Dylan Devison, the the walk-on, who's actually, you know, like for a walk-on, his, his look pretty good out there. But He's more camp arm type guy. And, you know, as this as they get into the season, even this is going to be a question for Marcus Freeman here coming up pretty soon is what do you do with with Kenny Menchie now? Like, does he stay, you know, and sort of um, absorb even if he's not getting a lot of reps? Is he is he kind of with the varsity guys or is he moved down to scout team? Is it him and Dylan Devison? with the scout team. You know, what what does that look like in terms of Kenny Menchie's development for the rest of the season? So just the fact that he's getting all these reps right now as the number three guy and, you know, battling 
with uh, with Angeli for that number two spot. I, I think it's just huge for both of them because a lot of what you're talking about, this gives them the opportunity to do some evaluating in terms of what what could happen next year. How confident do we feel in these guys going forward when in December, potentially, they have to make a decision? Are we bringing in another veteran quarterback? Do we want to try to ride with these guys? We've got C.J. Carr coming in. You know, like it's it's just huge, I think, all the way around. And and uh, Gaduli asked if there is a clear number two or number three. And uh, here's what he said about the priority for those guys. This is my message to both those guys getting into the summer. Kenny, I want you to try to be Steve Angeli out for the two spot. Steve, you need to stay ahead of Kenny, and you need to be ready in case Sam goes down. The message to both of them was Sam Hartman is one play away from being out against Ohio State. Here you come walking into the game. If you don't walk into every day in the Goog and prepare yourself for that situation, when the situation arises, you're not going to be ready. You've got to prepare yourself every single day that we're playing USC at night and all 77,000 people. And here comes Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie in at quarterback, whether that's his helmet popping off or he gets dinged up and he has to come out. You're going to go into those games and the other 10 guys in the huddle are looking at you, expecting you to get the job done. End quote from Gino Gadouli. What are your thoughts on that, Jess? I, I really like, um, I guess, how Gino kind of set up this competition, right? Like he tells one guy, hey, I want you to beat out the other. And then he tells the other guy, hey, I want you to do everything in your power, you know, to not get beat out by the younger guy. And so, but everything that he said um, is right. They need a second, a, a strong second string quarterback because you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, what happened last year, everyone saw that, you know, Buckner goes down and someone has to step into the situation. Um, and, and that's what ultimately Kenny Menchie and Steve Angeli have to be ready for. And, you know, I, I can speak from, I know it's not quite the same, the stage, but experience wise, it's like when you get into, you know, practicing with some of the, the first strings at practice, it's a different type of environment and it's a different type of speed and it's a different type of pressure because you know, the like, you know that, you know, what situation you're in and you feel almost like you can't let everyone down because then it, it lets the practice down, right? Because if you start having a bad time and, every, you know, you, you start kind of messing up because you're not fitting into. Because you know, you're the variable, like you're yeah, the one exactly. that's getting plugged in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're the only, you're the, the, you're the thing that's only changing. Right. And so like, you still want practice to continue to be synced up and. Uh, just good practice, right? You don't you don't want to feel like that that you have to stop practice and now practice is set back because of mistakes that you're making and it throws everything off a of rhythm. So I think it is something that's very important because these guys have to be able to just plug and play no matter if it's in practice, no matter if it's, you know, because they're blowing Navy out, no matter if they're blowing Tennessee State out or because, you know, hey, maybe, maybe Sam Hartman got a stinger and he can't grip a football for a couple series. Like they always need that quarterback to be ready. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rob was asking earlier, and this is a good question, is it fair to say this battle is for the starting quarterback job next year? Like I said, at the very least, I think it's the start of that battle because of the evaluation opportunity that it gives everybody involved. Gino Gadulli, Jared Parker, obviously the offensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, the head coach. It, this this gives them all the chance to see how these guys are responding to this, especially the way Gadulli posed this to them. Minchie, your job is to overtake him. And Jelly, your job is to hold him off and hold on to that number two spot. And you know, we we haven't necessarily seen a lot of competitive reps from these guys yet. And I'll just go ahead and uh, and answer this question right now. Tim B asked, "What would you mo- be most excited to see tonight?" And I'm excited to see kind of what these guys look like. You know, these these two guys. I, one, I want to see Sam Hartman, and uh, you know, I want to see like some plays made downfield to the receivers and stuff like that. But two. I also want to see what these guys look like when it's live, you know, and Jelly and Kenny Minchie. And again, like the starting job is not going to be won or lost for these two guys for next year in August, but this is a really good starting point because there's all this body of work that they're able to put on film and then they'll get more reps once bowl, you know, preparation comes around and, and stuff like that. And then by the time they practice again after that, you're most likely going to have CJ Carr in the mix. So what do you so, think? A couple of things. First, um, I think that the opportunity for these two guys to have – this is like an underlying quarterback competition. It's like a competition that isn't, right? Like everyone knows Sam Hartman's the starter at this point, um, and everyone's focus is going to be week by week, you know, getting Sam Hartman prepared, getting the offense prepared for, you know, the opponent – But again, like this is an underlying kind of like like you said, continuous, you know, competition throughout the season. And I hope that both of those guys see it as something like that. All right. Like I I don't think any of them have the expectation that they're going to, you know, take playing time from Sam Hartman. So their their next goal should be, okay. I need one of us needs to be the guy, the number two guy, just in case something happens. And then just the, the the. the the competitors within them to just want to compete against each other every day. Like they should be coming out and almost like they know, like they should, they should know, okay, like I won today or, you know, maybe Steve won this day or, you know, I I think it's again, something that's not going to be talked about a lot, but it's, it's going to be something that's there throughout the entire duration of the season. And I'm here for it. um, Quite honestly, I think it's something that breeds natural competition and it's only going to make the rest of the team better too uh, at the end of the day because if their reps are better that gives everyone else's you know practice reps um a step up you know again i read that quote from gaduli and he's talking about they've got to be ready to go in in front of 77,000 fans with ohio state or usc or whoever it happens to be and he was asked you know how confident he would be if angeli was was called into action and it's like there you know he said there's a first time for everything and you know we don't know what that looks like yet like just based on 
based on basically nothing because we haven't seen Angeli, you know, go out there and do it. How confident would you be right now if he were called into action? I, there would be not a lot of confidence on my radar just because of what you talked about, like how he's been almost thrusted into this um, second string position between the transfers of Buckner and Pine um, and then the transfer of Hartman coming in. Like there's just no real game film on him. There's like a little bit of a spring game. Like I don't, I don't really, spring games don't mean a lot to me. Spring games to me uh, show whether or not, you know, the basics of the offense and defense, how you perform at the spring game. Like, yeah, you don't want to be really bad, but like, again, there's, to me, there's only so much that you can prove in the spring game. And I, I think someone like in jelly, like it, there's nothing proven until you're in those game time type of situations or at least a more live and intense kind of setting like fall camp. Um, and so kind of stemming off of that, do you know tonight at practice, two questions. One is, is it open to everyone or is it just open to select media just the media and a handful of people from Adams, I believe, will be allowed to be there. Okay. Um, and then my second question would be, do you know where they're at in relation to the field? Because I know early on in camp, like they did last year, they were working a lot of goal line. Have they expanded out? Like, how, are they using the full field um, yet? What does that look like? Yeah, They're doing more. But again, this is only, this is the second and final full practice that we've seen. So the majority of what we have seen, you know, like we've seen them like Saturday, they did some red zone stuff and they did, you know, like some, some one-on-one D line versus O line, like physical type stuff. But this is like, we, we definitely have not seen them, you know, like, like set up an offense and run plays downfield. So we're hoping that this is going to be our opportunity to see that. And we would expect that they will be using the full field because they have scrimmaged a couple of times. We, you know, we were not there, but they have done, you know, regular full scrimmages. If that answers your question. Yeah. I just think it's, it kind of opens up, you know, what the expectations are for what you're able to see tonight. And I, it sounds like it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty wide open and such that's such a cool experience too for um the local high school team of adams like being able to probably you know partake in in some sort of manner and and knowing that like you know notre dame is practicing notre dame's practicing on your field yeah Yeah. that you that you usually get to play on so i i just think i um it's a really cool concept by notre dame but to go out and kind of be at these these local facilities yeah i would be like in terms of my confidence in angeli i am at least confident that we would see a more composed and um, you know better looking Angeli than what we saw in Drew Pine's debut <laughs> last year. Um, just because he seems like a more like like Pine, like his motor, you know, like even just just talking to him, you know, like there's there's a different sort of and it's not always like this, but it, you know, it could be like this, a different sort of, you know, frenetic kind of energy that came out of Drew Pine. Whereas Angeli seems to have that, that pulse that you want from a quarterback, not too high, not too low. So I, I'm at least confident right now that he would look better than Pine. You know, obviously once Pine settled down, he did some good things last year. So this don't take this as like, I'm throwing, you know, shots at, it drew pine, but remember his, uh, you know, his debut at the end of Marshall, and then the first half of Cal. That 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 did not look good, and I think that 
I, I don't I don't think that Angeli will need a do your effing job from somebody, you know, to to get him pointed in the right direction. Let me just ask you this, Jess. If Minchie and Angeli are are running close, would you expect Minchie to overtake Angeli by the end of the season to become the second string guy? Yes, and I. This is just a personal thought per, philosophy. I am in favor of the younger guy. If the talent level is about equal, I'm in favor of the younger guy, just because you have more time to work with them um, and, and and potentially you know develop them. I, I still think they're a little bit more raw um, and, and they're farther away from their ceiling uh, than someone like the older guys. And I had to, you know, I had to pull up Steve Angeli's profile because I, I didn't. I, I wasn't. I'm not trying to like you know, take anything away from Steven Jelly. And it looks like, I mean, he had offers from like Penn state, Michigan, LSU, Ohio state, like Steven jelly is a legit quarterback. And I think that oftentimes he gets a little bit discredited. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately really excited to see what he does with this opportunity at the end of the day. And if it is, you know, if he can, can make good progress or strides on someone like Menchie, because ultimately if it does come down to like their neck and neck towards the end of the season, or going into next year, I would favor Minchie just a little bit more because of his overall, um, I would say, just like athleticism at that point. Like if a play breaks down, Kenny Minchie has a stronger chance of making something and, out of nothing. And he has, and this includes Sam Hartman, he's probably got the best arm of the three. Really quick release. I like the release that he has. The ball comes out quick. It, it is, it's still about just learning more and processing more. And, you know, I think it's, it's going to come. So he's obviously the guy with more upside. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. And again, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle the situation once they get into the season. Does Minchie stay up with the varsity guys? Does he go straight to the scout team? You know, both he and Devizin, or does he kind of get, you know, to be in there in the mix throughout <laughs> the season, you know, to, uh, to, to work potentially with the twos or, or, you know, whatever, you know, however they're going to, to handle that. Uh, throughout the course of the season. Michael says, when was the last time Notre Dame had a true quarterback coach? It would have been Tommy Reese when um, uh, well, he was hired as the quarterback coach for, a, I think it was a season before he ended up getting promoted to offensive coordinator. So just been a few years ago. Hasn't been too long. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.